You're listening to Borderline Idealist. Join us every Sunday for new episodes where we focus on introverts, highly sensitive people, and mental health. Log on to BorderlineIdealist.com for past episodes, blog posts, and to find ways to support us. Together, we can give a voice to introverts and tear down mental health stigma. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Borderline Idealist, Dealist, 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 Dealist. Was that cool? Did you guys really think that was an echo? Are you serious right now? Yeah, I was. No. We have to open the show with new things, new and exciting things, or how else are people going to come back? Exciting. Hello, hello, hello. It's supposed to be exciting. That's not exciting. Today, we're. this is another BPD relationship episode. Um, we're going to talk about something that I think about a lot. And I think that a lot of people that have BPD maybe wonder about too. Because uh, uh, when you're in a relationship with somebody, you wonder about this. Because maybe you don't think so highly of yourself. I don't know. I, I think about this all the time. But I didn't tell Chris about this topic. I told him that it would just be a surprise because I want to get his true reaction. Are you ready, Chris? I'm ready. Okay. So, basically the what I want to talk about is my feelings of not feeling worthy of you. Not feeling like I deserve you. Not feeling like I am good enough to be with you and always wondering why you want to be with me. That's something that goes through my mind a lot because I... It's not like I want to be apart from you, but I usually... I'm I'm used to pushing people away and that's what also is so perfect about me being an introvert that I can push people away very easily and be alone so I don't hurt other people. And, you know, we're we're married and we get in usual married people arguments or disagreements. And I just, I just wonder why, you know, why you want to be with me or I feel like I need to go seclude myself because I'm not good enough for you. So that's really what I want to talk about because I feel like it's maybe a a feeling that people with BPD or maybe people with other mental illnesses feel when they're with somebody that doesn't, doesn't have anything diagnosed, I guess. Because that controlled and broke up a lot of my relationships because I would just separate myself from other people because I didn't feel like I was good enough for them. So how do you feel about that? (laughs) Is it my turn to speak now? Ooh, he's on the spot now. Let me clear my throat. Sorry. Okay. Item number one. 
Oh my god, it's a list. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, wait, what's the question? What was... Am I... Oh my... Really? All that I said, you don't even... <laughs> are you good at That makes you me? wonder even more. <laughs> no. Am I... I, I guess, Why am are I, you with me? Am I worthy of you? Because I feel like... I feel like I'm not good enough for you. I feel like I'm putting you down. I feel like all, all the things that I go through with my mental illness okay, and and all my drama and stuff, you're pulled into and you would be better off without me. So I feel like a lot of people with mental illnesses or BPD feel that way. Wow. Did you guys get that the first, you know, four <laughs> minutes around? Wow. Okay, maybe this is why I feel this way, Chris. I don't know. Up. My mind wanders. Okay. So... Why are we? Why why are we together? Why, I mean, that's a really hard question, good question. to yeah, good question. answer. I mean, why do you fall in love with the people that you fall in love with? That, I don't think that's ever been answered. I mean, I I don't think life is complicated and as hard as it is. I don't think that me being in a relationship with someone who doesn't have mental illness would necessarily make it easier. You know, we would just have different problems that we would be handling. <clears throat> yeah, so I don't think that's really a, f a question that should be that you should be asking yourself because, you know, it's just, you've had relationships with people who had mental illness or who, I mean, were undiagnosed, but that you were suspicious of having um, other things that you could recognize on them. And that was, you know, we don't, I don't think we had the same problems that you had with them. What did you? No, I mean, most people I dated were narcissists and really didn't give a fuck about me. <laughs> to be sorry. Uh oh, this episode is rated R now. <laughs> it's been flagged. But they just didn't care about me. And, and, well, well, my point is that you had your own special, um, tr not troubles. Um, what is that word? Your own special struggles, struggles that you had with them, that you only had with them, and you haven't had with me. I would hope, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like struggles are are so intertwined, and they're kind of very personal. the The same struggles that you have with me, you're not gonna have with somebody else. Because we're gonna—it's a completely different person that you have to deal with. If you—if you were together with somebody who was a total slob, and didn't like cleaning up after themselves, and was very, very happy-go-lucky and carefree, you're gonna have different <laughs> arguments with them. Well, that sounds like my dream guy. Yeah, Ooh, that's like point my, me in the direction. My of worst him. nightmare. <laughs> A slob? What did you say? <laughs> well, you know, because that's one thing that we struggle with is that I tend to be more organized and I wouldn't say, like, I don't want to say that you're not clean because you are well, clean. Well, I'm not but... a slob, but I'm just not as organized as you. <laughs> well, see, that's and a... that's what makes me question, well, especially that's... going through this moving process, it's made me realize how organized you really are. Like, Chris put everything... And he went to every room and, and, and put down a box and then wrote down on each side of the box, 
you know what do, room it was you from. Have to do and, it in three ways. You have to do it on the top. Okay, Chris. The look, front, they can go to the they can go to the. There's an episode all on that. I don't want to hear you talking about moving and cleaning well, anymore. Okay, well, I okay. Mean, there's a, there's but I'm a just to it, and there's a reason. Just for cliff it. notes. <laughs> cliff notes. He did all this stuff, <clears throat> and it was amazing. But it made me realize how organized he is and how. I just feel so inadequate, like so unorganized, and especially. I, I just want to talk about like when we get in when when we get in fights. I know that if fights are are you are I know. Oh my god, we shouldn't talk about this. It's taboo. <laughs> um, no, we're perfect. We don't get in fights. No, when when you when I get in a fight with you, I always. It's you're, because you Chris, feel. Chris will say, like, um, sometimes he'll say that I'm playing the victim. And I know that sometimes I am. Like, I'm like, you don't like me. You don't love me. <laughs> but I, I, I feel, I feel so inadequate. Like, I feel, I feel like I just don't belong with you. I'm just like, you would be so much happier with someone else. And I, I, I am holding you back. But maybe that's just a part of me. Playing the victim, yeah, you know, trying to get the. Wow, you said yes pretty fast. <laughs> Can I finish my sentence? Maybe that's a part of me playing the victim. Perhaps I mean we don't know for certain. You're not a psychologist. Mm-hmm. You're not. You know, you don't mm-hmm. have any. Mm-hmm. You have a bachelor's in art, mm-hmm. so you really can't diagnose people. But mm-hmm. before you say yes, mm-hmm. but perhaps it's me playing the victim mm-hmm. in some way. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. But <laughs> perhaps <laughs> you totally play up the victim sometimes, and it's frustrating because I feel like you. Once I bring it up, you're like, oh, like I can see your brain processing is like, oh yeah, I haven't played the victim, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna continue anyways, and <clears throat> it's like I. It's not about you. Shouldn't think about it as. I mean, because it's not about being adequate for each other. I mean, that's not how relationships work, you know? We each bring our own strengths into a relationship. We we each bring something to, into the relationship. We're not going to be... I mean, I'm not perfect to you. You're not perfect to me. And that's part of being human. And relationships take... That's why they say it takes a lot of work. Because you are bringing two imperfect individuals with their own you know, headstrong ideals and their own vision of different futures that they have. And it's like you're you're bringing people together and you're trying to create a, a cohesive tapestry. Well, I, I maybe that's... They do take a lot of work. But I've had a lot of pretty short relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's usually, you know... Maybe a relationship takes a lot of work, but I also take a lot of work. Well, you do and, take a lot of work. And I feel like after seeing somebody go through stuff with me, I realize usually when I'm alone, I can keep my depression, anxiety, and all that stuff to myself. All Which that bad, um, bad self, self-esteem problems to myself. But when I'm with somebody new, either. I have to share it with them 
and sometimes I don't even realize how it affects you. And I'm just like, leave me alone. Let me go through this myself. I know what I'm doing. And you're like, no, I want to help. You need to do this. You need to do that. And I'm like, no, just leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I just need to be alone because I'm just, I'm just a demon that's just like preying off of but somebody who's really loving i mean that's exactly what you know your psychologist has told you not to do i'm the victim don't i'm the victim don't feed yourself negative thoughts because that's not not only is it not helpful but it's only creating an echo chamber into you believing more and more all those negative things it's not true and like i was saying we each bring our own strengths and stuff and Yes, I'm not going to say you're not work. You're a lot of work. <laughs> I'm the victim, Chris. But, I you have, know, if you find someone who you is... You have to love me. If you find someone who's willing to put in that work and who is, you know, it's happy and... It's happy to do that and it's wants to be there, don't push them away. You know, it's like, don't ask yourself, why are you with me? Or don't ask the other person. <clears throat> They're with you because you love you. Like you can't, you can't rationalize love. And you know, if they're with you, they're with you for a reason. Obviously, there's something about you that they find endearing, that they that they love, that they can't get anywhere else. That brings them joy and happiness. Do I give you something that you can't get anywhere else? Mm. What do I give you that you can't get anywhere? I mean, else? I could get it somewhere else. If what? What? To, but... What do I give you that you can't get nowhere else? Oh man, this this episode is rated R. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Um, or PG thirteen, I mean, depending the... on what you're thinking about. I don't know. Well, okay. So this is the thing too. I don't believe in the idea of soulmates. So I I know that we can both find somebody else that. Would make us happy. Yeah, no problem. I can find somebody else. You know, well, I know you can find anybody else. Somebody else. You've had lots of somebody else's. You're not special. Wow, um, really? You're <laughs> just put me on blast like that. Okay. Um, no, so I, I do believe that we there's there's not just one person in this world that will make us happy. There's multiple people, but each individual is different. And so we're even if we were to split up and then find somebody else that would make us happy, we're still gonna have problems. Like, no matter who you go with, you're going to have problems with that individual Mm. in one way or another. And even if you're by yourself, you're still going to have problems because you have yourself to deal with. And then you're going to, you know, you're going to have to deal with things on your own. And you're going to get in your echo chamber. Isn't it easier to do things on your own? Because then you're just responsible for yourself. It's easier in some regards. Now, you know, being married, I'm responsible for you also. So my feelings... If I'm depressed, it de- it affects you too. When I was depressed yes. before, it would only de- affect me, and no, I was just like, oh. it didn't only affect you. Well, yeah, I guess it did affect some of the people it around, but your most of the time, I would try to keep it to myself. Yeah, but even if you keep it, you you think you're keeping it to yourself, but you're not. I mean, it's it's noticeable. De- depression is not something that you can just hide behind, behind a smile, and then nobody else is going to know what's up. Like people know what's up, and they well, just don't I know how to help. Well, I became pretty good at hiding it, Chris. But then you're blocking yourself up from people. Then when you're doing that, when you learn to hide it in plain sight, then you're not. People are not getting to know you. People don't know who Ajani is or what Ajani is experiencing, and they don't get to enjoy your full 
they don't get to enjoy your fullness. Enjoy your fullness, like all your your glee and your um, and your happiness and all the great qualities that make you who you are, because you're so worried about keeping your depression down and and not letting anybody else show it. That's all. That's where all your energy goes to. Well, nobody. Nobody that goes out in public shows everyone who they are 100%. No. You know, we just show people our pretty face, you know? Yes, but that's what I'm saying. The people that love you, the people that... Your family, your close close friends or loved ones. Those are the people that you block yourself off from. And then the more you block yourself off from them, the more isolated you become, which can... Only increase your depression or your levels, your sense of insecurities, your sense of abandonment, which is just a loop. I mean, it's an echo chamber. So even like that's what I'm saying. Even if you are by yourself, there are still problems that you're going to have to deal with. It's not just because you're by yourself, you're not going to deal with any problems. So, you know, I don't think you should. That train of thought about, you know, our problems and our arguments, you know, that's, that's, it doesn't help because that only leads you down a path of, well, maybe I should just be alone. I'm just, you know, a burden instead of trying to identify solutions, instead of focusing on finding a solution, finding common ground. You're putting all your energy and thoughts into the alternative. What if I was alone? What if if um, I just wasn't around? He would be better. I would probably be more depressed, but that's okay because at least he would be better. But that doesn't solve anything. And, you know, if we were to split up, I would probably go through a depressed state because I tend to do that. I don't handle um, my previous relationship ended pretty bad and i was depressed for about a year i think thinking looking back on it that's what that's what it was i didn't realize it at the time but and you know it's gonna be the same for you as well it's people i think when oh you think i'm gonna be depressed yes you are yeah i know you think you think i'm gonna be depressed yeah you're gonna miss me I will move on. You're gonna miss me and find the You're best of the best. Sit there crying and all <laughs> night. Why did I leave him? I had it so good. <laughs> no. Um, wow. I was. What was I saying? Um, I'll let you have that. <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying? Um, oh yeah, people. I think people romanticize, when, especially when you know the tough gets the the going gets tough. Oh, it would just be so much simpler, so much easier if we were apart, if we were, you know, this or that. And then it's really, it's really easy to fantasize about those alternative realities because you're not in them. But then, you know, if you were to go through it, it's really hard. I mean, you've gone through breakups, some bad breakups, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I have, but I've always notice that I hurt less people when I'm alone. When I'm alone, I'm not hurting somebody that I love. And that's what it's about to me. Like, if my depression should not be hurting anybody else Are you happiest when you're alone? Uh... No, I feel I'm happy when I'm around my family. I feel like I'm happy when I'm around... People that care about me and that I can share my concerns and okay. And so then you're not. So then um, trials and all that good stuff with. Yeah. So then you're not. 
making yourself be alone is not going to make you any happier than what you are now. No, but... So there's no point in going through all that suffering and pain if at the end of the day you're not going to be any better off. Do you ever wonder if you're worthy of me? <sighs> because I I wonder that about you, but I wonder... I, mean, I, 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 don't think that you, I don't think that you ever wonder that. You're just like, oh yeah. I'm a I, pretty good I got catch. I mean, Whatever. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a pretty good catch. You know. So you never I know how to cook. I do. Really Chris, good seriously, things. stop it. Do you know? Do you I'm ever? A hard worker. Do you wonder? I know two plus languages. I mean, can we be serious for like <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> two seconds here? Do you ever wonder if you're worthy worthy of me? I don't. I don't think I've ever seen it like that. Any relationship, not just you. So is that just an insecurity that I have? Or I guess it's an insecurity, Probably. right? I mean, because I, I always feel like I bring too much baggage. And it's not as much as the I've, other person I've had has. those sort of insecurities, like, but it's more physical for me. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not good looking enough, or maybe I'm too fat, or... You know, a lot of the physical insecurities that I may have, that's the only times that maybe that train of thought has entered into my, my head. Hmm. But You're perfect, baby. I love you. But I don't think that uh, with regards to, you know, um, character or the, some of the other things that I bring to the table, to into the relationship. But I don't look at... I've never seen... You either as, you know, try to stack up and say, are you good enough for me? You've never been like, man, I can do so much better. Oh, well, I know I can. But... Wow. Okay. So, okay. Everyone heard that. He just settled <laughs> for me. Everyone heard that. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't know because I don't think about. My next relationship. I don't think about. I don't. I mean, I don't know if anybody else has, but I don't think about the next relationship when I'm in the current one. You know, I don't think about what what I could do better in my next relationship or who else I can catch or something like that. When I'm in a relationship, I pour all my energy and myself into it. I want it to work. I, otherwise, I wouldn't have agreed to be in a relationship. And when it, the tough gets going, I'm always very adamant about working it out and compromising and talking about things and and seeing what can we do better to alleviate the solution, the problem. And and not all the people are willing to do that, and that's why my I, my previous relationships are in the past because they haven't been able to do that. They don't want to do that. And, you know, to some people, a relationship could be temporary. They don't necessarily view it as long-term. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if something comes up and they just don't feel like dealing with it, they're like, eh, okay, time's to move on. But that's never been the case for me, even in my previous relationships. I've always entered in a relationship with long-term perspective. And so when things come up that need resolving i've it, i've always and maybe to to a degree that it may be 
push those people away because I'm always like, okay, we got to work on this. And maybe they don't feel like doing it. And I just am so adamant and so pushy, pushy and like too much, I guess. <clears throat> I don't know where that word came from. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know maybe that, that's, what it, that's what has happened in the past. But, you know, that's just me trying to resolve things and not letting things fester and because it's not good for either people and you know the relationship ultimately well that's why i love you because you really try to grow relationships in the correct way and um i love the way that you love I, i love the way that you love your friends and love that you love your family a lot um do you think being in a relationship with somebody with bpd you know being in a relationship with me is this and just think about this is is it does this make like the most difficult relationship you've been in Hmm. or the most complicated relationship that you've been in I don't know. I mean, I think with being in a relationship with someone who has mental illness, whether it's BPD, anxiety, or depression, things like that, or all of the above, <laughs> for your case, mm-hmm. uh, there's back. special ca- challenges that come with it. You know, yeah. You, when you when if you want to plan a trip to well um, to Disneyland or something, you can't just. I I wouldn't be able to just say. Uh, surprise you on a Friday evening and say, Ajni, get I packed our bags. We're leaving right now to, for a trip to Disneyland, and we're not gonna come back until next week. That that's just never gonna happen for us because I can't just surprise you with things, especially that involved a lot of other people in the public space. I would be excited. And then probably go take some anti-anxiety medicine. You know, (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) Well, and I think about like just impromptu things that come up. Like the other day, we were at my we were having dinner at my family at my parents' house, and then they asked us. um, So they gave us a couch that they were they're remodeling their their house. So they have a recliner, and my mother gave it to us. So. She she was, you know, she brought it up. Do you guys want to take it now? Since you're here, the truck is available. I'm like, okay, sure. And right before that, we were talking about leaving. So I think in your mind, you had already got it in your head. Okay, we're about to leave in like five, ten minutes. We're going to go. I'm going to get to go home, relax, be by myself, be with my cats. And then all of a sudden, we're not doing that anymore. Now we have to move this couch. And now I have to spend more time here. And so that threw you for a loop. And <laughs> I know that's... It, did it not? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm just listening along. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, you know, that's why I'm like... Simple things like that that are impromptu, that are change of plans. That sort of things just... It doesn't... You don't react well to them. Well, I'm still listening for the answer if this is... You know, the most difficult relationship okay. that you've been in. <laughs> and you're just like, there. well, I I'm mean, getting... it's, no, just, no, it's was... not easy. <laughs> that was an example. That was an example. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, guys. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was an example of 
special things that you have to consider. I, uh, okay, thank you. Can you just answer the question? Like, <laughs> stop adding. There. Okay. Oh my god. So that was an example of special things you have to consider with okay. someone who has, you know, mm-hmm. uh, mental illness. So is so it there? So this uh-huh. relationship does pose pose special. Is it the most difficult relationship s- out of all the relationships? Can that I you, answer? Out of all. All of the romantic relationships yes. that you've had. So this relationship... You said yes? So, you said yes? Did you hear that, guys? You said yes. So this relationship poses special problems, special... Um, well, it's not, a, not a problem, but um, struggles that I have not dealt with in the past. Obstacles. Obstacles, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call them. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm thinking about like when I dated this guy who was a complete opposite of me, a complete extrovert. He was the social butterfly... Of every party, and we went to a lot of parties. Almost every time we got together, we were at somebody's house or at somebody's party or at some club or some bar. I would hate him. And he he always wanted to go out and be active, like be on the go all the time. Was he hot? I'm not going to discuss this. Okay, he must have been hot. And and I always felt like, I mean, in, part of me at the beginning was like, was attracted to him because he was the opposite of me. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I need someone in my life who is going to make me get out of my comfort zone and is going to push me to be social and this and that. But then I got so tired and drained. I was like, do we have to go out again? Like, why can't we just stay in? And and then he was getting upset. So, of course, me being the complete ex- introvert, I, I did a lot of things before I met him with my best friend who is also an introvert. And that's the only way that we would be able to do social events was for us to go together. So we were our own comfort pillow or whatever, Mm -hmm. our, you know, um, therapy person. Yeah. (laughs) And so we would help each other like that. So when we would go out, in my mind, I was like, okay, so we're going to a a social setting. He's going to be there with all his friends. It's okay for me to invite my best friend to go with me so I don't feel... Like, you know, a complete stranger. Mm-hmm. So I did it. I invited her all the time. To every s- social event that we went to, I invited her. Because she was my best friend. <laughs> and also, she was the only person that I knew at the whole place. So, But then that person started getting upset because I was inviting her everywhere. And we couldn't be alone without her or something like that. And I'm like, we're alone at, at the party. Parties. You're out <laughs> talking to everybody at the party while I'm in the corner drinking my, you know, my That would be my sweet own drink. personal hell. And I'm like, <laughs> and that's so that's what it turned into. Like we would arrive, I mean, I would say hi to everyone, but I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't know anybody. So, I would just get with my friend and we would go to our, you know, our or our wall and just talk and every once in a while somebody would approach us and we would talk a little bit and then but most of the time so, we were by ourselves. So, Chris so Chris, um, does so I say that? So does um, back to the the question? <laughs> yes, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You know, okay. being in a relationship with someone with BPD is this the most? I'm getting there. Complicated or emotionally draining? I'm getting there. Okay, so, so you need to answer the question because I'm getting <laughs> really nervous. <You're> <laughs> <laughs> um, I. <sighs> I don't think I don't think of it as like the most complicated. I think of it as new challenges. Like so that was challenges. a yes, everyone. 
<laughs> no, I think it's unfair to ask you if it's the most complicated because every every relationship has its own challenges, it, it, right? Yeah, it does. And just like I I explained with that that previous relationship, those are compl- those are completely different challenges than what I face with you. Mm-hmm. With you, I have to. I'm fighting with you to go out <laughs> because you want to stay in so much, um, and then it makes me feel like the extrovert, and it makes me just feel all weird and just like I don't know what's going on. Um, but so their each relationship is different. They all have their own special um, gears that turn and that make things wonky and stuff. And even with um, other relationships, there it's just it's different. I think each relationship it's a unique problems and unique positives like all unique love and all that good stuff isn't that great that's that's wonderful that would definitely make people want to go out and be in more relationships just what? knowing how, how what a what more a, relationships with people with bpd is that what you're talking about no i'm just oh. just saying more relationships just knowing how random it can be you know <laughs> I mean, you won't find the right person until there is you know. no right person. <laughs> there is no right person. That's a fantasy created uh, by Disney. <laughs> dating is so hard. I just remember dating. Like, it's so hard. I'm so glad I don't have to do that anymore. It's, yeah, that's <laughs> its own complication all in its own. That's like in a completely different league. You're just like, you think you know who somebody is? Okay, we're, we'll have to do an episode about dating. But... <laughs> um, but so, so, yeah, I think it's... It, it is... It is I don't want to say it's more complicated being in a relationship with someone with BPD or mental illness. It's its own special challenges. I don't think it's necessarily more or less complicated than others. Other challenges from other relationships. It's just different. It's different challenges. So am I worthy of you? Am I worthy? What do you mean am I worthy of you? I don't know. It's something that I always think to myself. Do... Do I live up to your expectations? Do I not all the time? Do I uh am I doing what you 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 want me to do? Am I making you happy? If I'm not then those are all different questions. I feel like I failed, so am I am I worthy of those you? Those are I all guess? different questions though. You do make me happy very much. Otherwise I wouldn't be with you. If I wasn't happy I wouldn't be here. Um you don't always meet my expectations. No, but that's okay. I'm imperfect. <laughs> I don't think I always meet your expectations. And that's okay as well. So long as that we grow, I think that's the most important part about relationships is to grow. Just like you do on your own individually when you're by yourself. You grow as an individual. You get to know yourself better. You get to know what you're like and your dislikes are, what makes you tick, things like that. But especially when you're in a relationship, you have to be willing to grow um, and change. You know, it's like, it's like the, um, some people are like, well, you take me or you leave me. You know, well, why can't we compromise? You know, there has to be some give and take and and give, you know, um, if you're not willing to change and grow, then you're not 
growing as an individual. You're not moving forward. You're you're staying in that same rooted um, point in your life. And the only way for us to be better is to grow and change. To you know. Yeah, I. Like today, we were talking. We we went out for coffee with Braylon. I believe that's her name, right, Braylon? Wow, right? I think so, <laughs> Braylon. Yeah. Chris, you can't remember really. <laughs> I just did that just to play with you. You're confusing me. <laughs> yes, Braylon. Hi, Braylon. Yeah, we went out for coffee for her, and she's a listener. Of yeah. The podcast. Um, talking about, dang, you made me forget when you started uh, laughing. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, what did you just say? Relationships, growing, changing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Growing and changing when we have new life exp- uh, experiences mm-hmm. and it helps us to develop um, in a positive way or look at. Have a new understanding. Yeah. Look at. Um, she was talking about being recently diagnosed with BPD uh, and going through some life experiences and that kind of helping her to control her anger or the way that she reacted. And the more of life you live, the more that you you can learn to live in a healthy way. And, you know, hopefully I'll stop asking myself if I'm worthy of you, Chris, but it's something that always enters my mind, especially when we have fights uh, or just when when I feel really imperfect. Well, I think it's it's natural to feel imperfect when you know when I'm <laughs> when I'm getting onto you for something like uh, I don't know when I ask you to do a, a task and I get home from work and you haven't done it and then I get onto you about it. Why didn't you do it? What have you done today? You know? Um, I think that it's natural to think about it, like, you know, to let your mind, to for your mind to wander, but you have to stop and say, just, you know, just answer yourself. Yes, I am worthy of it because I am worthy of love. I bring a lot of unique great things into this relationship i'm a i'm a great i'm a great human being i'm very loving and caring and compassionate um i'm a, a creative writer i mean there's so much that you bring forward not just into a relationship but into the world and you should just answer yourself yes i am worthy i am worthy of love in general i am worthy of his love because you are. Well, I need you to start asking yourself more often, am I worthy of him? Mm, am yeah, I worthy yeah. of AJ? No, that's because we're trying to get out of thinking. We're not, we don't want to ask No, I just need you. I need you to wonder that no. from time to time because no. I, I, I don't want to be the only one. <laughs> no, we're <laughs> trying to get you out of that questioning, line of questioning. <laughs> um, I mean, we all have, like I said, I have my insecurities too sometimes, but... We have to move past that and don't let the cloud of negativity bog us down. Hmm. 
because you are you are great in many 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 different ways and if i wasn't like you know like i said before if i wasn't happy i wouldn't be here so it's okay not to be perfect but that doesn't mean you shouldn't try to do better And when I ask you to do certain things, then, you know, that's when you're like, okay, that's a challenge. That's the challenge that I can rise up to. And now I'm going to finish talking because I keep getting the hand rolls <laughs> that I've been talking to You're long. so great. You're so <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, Chris, you're embarrassing me. Stop it. <laughs> All right, guys. I don't want it to go too long. It's already at forty minutes, Chris, and you're okay. you're just talking about how amazing I am. I want to hear more wow. of this after. <laughs> but no. thanks for thanks I, for you are amazing, and I'm sure a lot of many people of you out there are just as amazing as well. You have to think about all the positive things that you bring forward i mean there's so many great things that a lot of people don't really consider when thinking what do i bring forward or what what is it about me that's great you know a lot of times we oversee the things like being kind and compassionate and genuine and <clears throat> being empathetic towards others all of those things i mean that's what the world needs the most of you know just those what can be sim seemingly simple things, but they go a long way um, for for individuals and and even like with you, you sometimes you're like, what do I do? I'm like, well, you're a great writer. You know, you write amazing sh poems and short stories, and you're very. You, I mean, you can be very optimistic, not all the times, but when you are optimistic, oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, okay, slow down and let's let's take them one step at a time because you know you just take off <laughs> and then I have to pull you down a little bit, not in a bad way, but just like let's let's take one step at a time, let's be realistic, okay, I think I'm getting the side eyes. I gotta go bye. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you give me the side eye. I'm just listening to you. <laughs> I know I'm rambling. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just, I was just trying to say, don't focus on the bad. Don't focus no, I was on that inner in the inner voice of your head. I was listening to you what you're saying about me being optimistic, oh. and I know I was just thinking about how that is when I'm really idealistic and thinking about the things that I can do and um. Not not thinking it all the way through sometimes, but... Yeah, it's great to have a lot of dreams and hopes and stuff. But, you know, we have to write it all down, and then that way we can create a roadmap so we can meet all of those things that we want to do. But that's probably just my analytical, like, anal to-do list writing self. <laughs> um, well, guys, thanks for yeah. listening to this episode of Borderline Idealist. Yeah. And I I hope if anybody is um, asking any questions, if you're in a relationship with somebody, um, if you're asking questions if you're worthy or if if you deserve this, then you can answer yes and be happy that you're in 
hopefully a loving relationship with well, somebody that cares about you. Well, that's, and... what I, that's what I said earlier. You know, if you find someone who loves you and cares about you the way that you are, then don't push them away. You know, don't let that little voice of insecurity in the back of your head become so loud that it drowns out everything else that's going on around you. And because that little, it's like a little chimp in your, in your shoulder, you know, right? That it's like, you're not good enough and you're this or you're that. So just put some duct tape over his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, trust yourself and, and, and who you are and, and know that you are worthy of love. That you are worthy of affection and someone loving you and caring for you. And when someone wants to do that, uh, you know, let them and, and, you know, help yourself and and allow yourself to grow alongside with the individual. Yeah. Change, you know, you've talked about, you talk about change. I think we've talked about it in the past and it can be scary, but also change can also be a great, great thing. And I, I explained it to you before, like a phoenix. <laughs> Rising from the ashes, change can be a very joyous thing and like reju- rejuvenating thing. You know, mm-hmm. change change is good sometimes, so don't be afraid of it. Okay, don't so be those, afraid of change. Those are my two cents. <laughs> All right, guys. So we'll see you next Sunday. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. If you love listening to the show, why not support our cause? We ask for a dollar a month to help grow our website and reach more people. If you feel like what we do is important and makes a difference, we ask that you stop by borderlineidealist.com and click on the Patreon link in the menu. Thank you as always for listening, sharing, and inspiring us to do bigger and better things. Thank you for joining us this Sunday. Follow us on our Facebook group and Instagram for more behind the scenes. If you liked the episode, why not help AJ and Chris reach more people and leave an iTunes review to help others discover the podcast. Together, we can defeat mental health stigma.